0: Today's DAF is, we're actually coming to an exciting turning point. We're finishing the parak. Today is Chavzayin Er, Today's DAF is DAF 76. and it's the 42nd day of the Reimer already. So we are almost there. Wow. Of course. Yep, yep, yep. No question about it. And we keep moving along. Um, the Gemara, on the top of my Bava here, in the virtual, the Fyemi, Shirum, the Nishmas of and Chaim Hopefully we won't be virtual for too much longer. I am seeing a lot of interest in everybody to get back to life. <laughs> People yeah. have had enough. They've had enough of the social distancing and you know, um, they want, the, people are going back out regardless. It's not that they're going to shul and not going anywhere else, <laughs> going to restaurants, they're going about their business, they're traveling, they're meeting with clients, again, to a small extent, but it's gonna, it's gonna snowball very rapidly. It's my prediction, mm-hmm. so it's only a matter of time. So Rabbi Lazar said, Our Mishnah does not jive, does not line up with the opinion of Rabbi Shem ben Al-Azhar. that's who you were taught in the Brayse. Rabbi Shem ben Al-Azhar taught us the rule. Anything which is not considered worthy enough to be preserved or saved, and you don't save such items. If you happen to have, and we mentioned examples, that it was actually a but something which is really minute, something like almost like a, almost like a piece of dust, you know, uh, something which is, but it's still considered the uh, item, something which is really ins- not desirable. If you have uh, our Mishnah said, that you're, it's, you're not chayev for carrying it on Shabbos. It has to be something like in the Mishkan, where there was a value to the item. Rabbi Shem ben this b'raisa, the is teaching us, argues with our Mishnah. The Brysa is, is opposing Tao Mishnah. And the Brysa teaches us that, in fact, you could be chayev for carrying something which somebody else considers to be worthy of carrying, even though you don't. So you would never take out this item on Shabbos, but uh, somebody else does consider it to be worthy. And therefore it would, uh, you would be chayev according to the Reiser. Well, I mean, one example I could think of maybe, maybe perhaps is like, you know, when you finish a roll of paper towels, you have those tubes and kids love to play with those tubes. And uh, so you would throw it out. You wouldn't bring it anywhere. It doesn't really have any value to you. And yet uh, others uh, may find value in it. So maybe that's an item, which according to this Bryce, uh, you would not be able to carry on Shabbos. This is now, we are up to, I Adalif, the last the uh, second to last Mishnah of the parrot. If you were carrying an amount on Shabbos of straw, the quantity that would fit in, the, in, in a cow's mouth, um, so that's, that's, a, that's a quantity of straw. atza, uh, which will, the Gemara will explain etza, what it is, that fits in the mouth of a camel. Amir, kumole pi t'le, the uh, ears of, uh, of ears of soft uh, produce, soft passion shall shabalan. Uh, Rashi says a uh, straw of flax, a southern kimole that fits in the mouth of a, of a sheep, a southern kimole P grass in the quantity that fits in a kid, a, cha, a goat, a baby goat's mouth. a vale, but solemn leaves of, uh, of uh, garlic and onions. Lachen that are wet, the sheer, the amount that you cannot carry on, more than that cannot be carried in, from a private to a public domain on Shabbos, Egregious is like that of a fig, evasion kamale pigadi, and dried uh, onion and garlic would be the amount that fits in the mouth of a small goat. The and The Mishnah concludes by teaching us that if you have multiple quantities of different items, but they're of these things, but they're each, uh, they're each less than the shear prescribed in the Mishnah, you would not be chai for carrying on Shabbos. So it turns out that there is, when we say you can't carry anything on Shabbos, that's the Chatechila, but it certainly seems, and we don't necessarily take this the Halacha, but certainly this Mishnah seems to be teaching us that less than these amounts would not be considered carrying on Shabbos. Um, And this Mishnah will be analyzed extensively in the next few lines. Tezegomar, my Atza. What is Atza? What is this item that we said that if you carry it more than what fits in a camel's mouth, it would be a problem to carry on Shabbos? And of course, this is a great description. Now we really know, oh, it's the amount that fits in the camel's mouth, which you can't carry on Shabbos. Now I got it, right? Yehuda kitnius. It's referring to a type of uh, a type of straw of the, uh, the kitnius of legumes, legumes, uh, chickpeas would be an example, I think, and other kitnius. We also have Dimi Amar Hamoitsi, tevin k'mali pipira legamol. When Rabbi Dimi came, he taught us as follows. Tevin, by the way, this is like a trend that we've seen um, throughout, uh, throughout the Gemara uh, and Shabbos, more than other Moseftus, as far as I remember, is that Rav Dimi, Gemaris uh, is when Rav Dimi came, he taught them differently. So we have many members at this point where Rav Dimi had learned in Eretz Yisrael differently. Tevin, Kamale Pi, so Rav Dimi taught us uh, not atza, not etza, but rather kumolei p uh, tevet, rather it's just plain straw. Kumolei Para is the uh, legamo. What's the halacha if you have that amount in the mouth of a gummo So we're switching things up a little bit over here, right? If a different animal a size that fit in a different animal's mouth of an item that was mentioned in the Mishnah, what would be the Halakha? Rabbi Yechenon said Chayu, uh, and Rabbi Yechenon said, Pater, whether the Mishnah is exact in its measurements or whether even other quantities, and the Mishnah just gave examples. Ba'urta, uh, but in the more that was Ba'urta in, um, in the morning, Amr um, Rabbi Yechanan, uh, said, "Hachi, le, hachi uh, 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 like, uh, sorry, at night, Rabbi Yechanan taught us, as mentioned just above, but, Safra, but in the morning, he retracted." Amr um, Rabbi Yisuf, Shapra the said, "Good, that that's, uh, that's uh, makes sense. because you don't eat a camel does not eat Atza, so uh, does not eat." uh this type of straw so um so, so, so the gemara says that uh you can yeah camels don't eat straw so it doesn't make sense to to even put that case forward i lay i said no i preferred what the way he taught it in the beginning that you're the that that there is much like this about it the ha hazi lapara because at the end of the day, we don't care whether the camel's going to eat the straw. We care whether it's valuable at all in the being brought outside the house, being that a para, a cow, will eat straw. Therefore, who cares whether it's a cow that carries, whether it's the amount that, it, 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 as long as it's that amount that a cow will eat, I don't care in whose mouth it's in, it would be the amount, it would be the same amount and it would be chay. Ella kiasa, raven, uh Rabin I am Rabin rather you have to learn like Rabin taught us Amulti teven if you took out from a private domain to a public domain from Rabin the amount of teven which fits in a uh, para's mouth but you, you had a camel carried out The like plegi de chayev. There's no dispute. Everybody holds that you're on That's uh, that's not even a He It doesn't matter. The camel. My point is not have, the The mission's point is not to tell you what a camel eats and what a camel doesn't eat. Rather, we're trying to say a quantity that a cow, that an animal that does eat it would eat it. And the chiddush is even if it was carried out by another animal. Sorry, even if you carried it not in the by for a cow, it would be chayav the Mitzi Atza, The whole machlaichis is where it was a cow's mouth full of this uh etza. That's where the machlaikas was. Says so the Gemara the uh, ipcha itma. And we were taught the opposite of what we learned earlier. And earlier we learned that and said chayiv, and here we were taught that we, they were flipped around who said Chayv and who said Pater if it was uh, a, a different animal, uh, if it was a different animal uh, it, 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 carrying the food. Why does your say your Pater achila? Because at the end of the day, if the food which is not the ideal food for this, uh, for, for this animal, and the same thing would apply uh, same thing would apply for, uh, for, uh, for, I guess, by human food as well. But uh, food which is edible, but it's not the pre- uh, preferred food, it's not even called food. It goes back into the Mishnah, into one of those things which I don't really carry on Shabbos, I have no value for it. And Rishlakish says, No, just because you don't prefer to eat it, but at the end of the day. The animal's hungry, and it will eat it if it's stuck, if it's starving. Therefore, it's definitely considered a chila. It's considered food, even though it's not the preferred choice. And you'd be chay for carrying it on Shabbos. That is the first discussion on the amounts that are mentioned in our Mishnah. So um, just to point out, uh, I don't know how many of us have studied uh, camel and cow diets but rashi says in earlier rashi and the Mishnah gamal second to line before they get wide the amount that fits in a camel's mouth is actually greater than the amount that a cow can eat but the uh, amount that fits in a in a para's mouth from the Mishnah before we came to this teaching of Rav Dimi seems like that wouldn't be uh you wouldn't even be chayev on a food which a cow eats if it's less than the quantity that a typical cow would eat. Um, what we don't, what I don't know is uh, what does that mean? I mean, I don't, I don't know how it works with a cow. Does a cow constantly eat, or does it eat in one sitting and one, one standing, get full and and not eat again for several hours? Um, is what what is that, uh, you know, an animal will nibble, uh, you would think, uh, uh, on a lot of things. And I guess that goes into the discussion on whether something which you would only eat if you had nothing else, whether that counts as food for that animal, in which case you can match up the usable type of food and to the quantity that, you know, that's usually consumed by that animal. Or uh, or not? Then you would say one piece of straw. If a cow eats straw, why does it have to be? If it, if it, why does it have to be so much straw to be chayev? Why does it have to be so much straw to be chayev? <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, it should be it should be chayev uh, even for just a handful because that's what the, that's what the cow will nibble on. I don't know if that was a straw hat, but I get it. Okay. Amir Kamale Pitala says the Gemara Ain in Aleph seventy six a we are about twelve lines from the bottom. Amir Kamale said the amount of uh, ears of straw sheaves of straw that would fit in the mouth of a sheep. Says the Gemara Vatanya Tanya didn't we also learn that the measurement is the amount of a gregus of a fig, uh, it, and therefore it's a contradiction into how small the quantity? See, that's a. I mean, a fig is not that much to tell me, um, to tell me that uh, that you're high because that's considered what a what a sheep would eat, even a small sheep you would think eats more than a fig-sized amount of produce, of, of, of straw. Um, but Kamash, I guess that's, that's, that's my question there. It seems like we're not, you don't need it to be enough to fill to give a whole meal, but if it's considered a quantity that a sheep would eat, I don't know if that means in one gulp, in one feeding, etc. cetera. It, you would be high and Shabbos with the price that taught us the opposite. Says the Gemara, "Idi The Brisa chose a different example, but it's not changing the amount. The amount of uh, the amount of what fits in the lamb's mouth is a Gregus or uh, or an Amir. Uh, it's the same amount. Says the Gemara, "Ale shum, uh, ale shum va ale lachem, lachem ki Gregus, the invasion." He said that the uh, two different measurements for wet or dry And these things in the Mishnah are, are you know, animal food are not going to be Mitzdarif if you carried a little bit of this and a little bit of that less than the prescri- uh, amounts mentioned in the Mishnah you would not be hired for carrying on Shabbos Omer of Yaisi by Rabbi Yosi ben Chanina taught us, "Ein mitstarfen lechomer shabahen, aber mitstarfen lekal shabahen." They're not mitstarf lechomra, but they are mitstarf lekula. Um, to the to the meaning, they're mitstarf. Well, we'll see what it means. We called like shab v'shirayen. Ah, so so the seems like. The, uh, if you have a small, two small amounts, it will make the bigger amount and you will be chayev, but just not for the smaller amounts. Um, so let's say uh, you had the amount of otza, which we said goes in the camel's mouth. So teven will join, in the. I guess the camel's mouth is the larger quantity. So the teven, if you had a little bit of teven and a lot of atza, but you didn't have enough of this uh, atza, this camel food, you can, it will be meztaref to be mechaev you for the larger amount, but not for the smaller amount. So if you had a very small amount of, uh, of atsa and a lot of the amount that goes into a sheep, you will still be potter. There's the Gemara. This concept that it's at all mitzdarif. It's called Is it true that you'll take two different items and put them together to be mechay of you, uh, even though for, for one shear, even though they're two separate substances? Do we say that in halacha? Correct the Gemara We know by Hilchos Tumah and Tahira, by Habeged uh, Gimel Al Gimel. Is different sizes, which is for things to make them considered like a real garment, that they should be makabotoma. A beggar gimbal va sak dalal dala va he al uh, he, cloth, uh, clothing, and va uh, uh, which is like leather, he al he, hides, um, is five by five, map it's va 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 Moppets, uh, which is uh, uh, like a mat. So these are all things which are different substances, different purposes for these materials. And we said, and Tani Allah, uh, we said, arva arva that they are mitstarf, These materials do combine. And taught us, because they all have the same status when it comes to toma of uh, sitting on it. If it doesn't have a very strong similar purpose, like by Tumah, then we do not make it, we should not say that it's tarif. So You have different materials which cannot be combined, which cannot equal one thing. If you took all these food materials and made them into one mush, it would not be good for any animal. So these are clearly, practically speaking, they can't form one uh, one usable item, like by Toma and Tahirah, where different materials could be combined. So why then do we say that it's not Am I Rava. So Rabba to answer the top line, I involve So it's possible to put them all together and have a uh, to have a purpose, and that would be if you're putting them in the display case. You know, you ever go to many, many of our food establishments will have a bunch of desserts. They'll have one type of each dessert in their display case or in the window. And obviously nobody ever gets those desserts because they're sitting there all day or they're fake entirely, but it's just showing you what could be eaten. And it doesn't mean they have similar tastes or that one person would order all of them it means that this is, the, the, uh, this is the, what we offer. So the same thing with animal food, somebody who's selling animal food will put in one uh, strip, in one, in one uh, pile in the front of the store, and one, I doubt animal food was displayed in the, in the display case, but you wanted to show everybody that these were the items that you were selling and therefore you could be mitzahar of them because they also have an occasion where you do put them all together and we clearly can teach us that the, our Mishnah is not a contradiction to the teachings by Tomah and Tahira. Rather, they both agree that since there are occasions where you would put out all these types of animal foods all together, therefore you are going to be chayev. If they're more than a shear of a Gregris to carry them on Shabbos, and, uh, says the Mishnah. The last Mishnah, Ayin Vava base top line. Last Mishnah of the parrot. The Mishnah continues that now with uh, human food. Rashi says Now that we talked about animal food, even human food as these. Issues of carrying on Shabbos, and of course they join together. If you have a little bit of food of different types of food, it will be a problem. Except you don't count the uh, pits, the stems, the shells, the bran, and uh, the morsin, the parts that don't get eaten. Those all do not go into the shear of how much you 're carrying, so if you have an orange you 're actually carrying or a clementine might be small enough that uh, if you take away the peel, take away the middle part, which you don 't need, so then you would perhaps be under the shear where if somebody did it with the evid it 's not considered like they were carrying Yehuda went further to say that uh, even the even the shells of a lentil uh, do not get counted. I guess those are. I mean, there's a. So Rashi says, Rabbi Huda's teaching you. Uh, Rashi Rashi explains Rabbi Huda is teaching you the outer layer of the adashim don't get counted, but the inner layer. This rule that we said we don't count the peel is not referring to the inner layer of the lentils, which form when they get cooked together. Says the Gemara, <speaking> the bran and the parts of the, I guess, bread or flour that would, flour that would typically not be used for bread are not counted. <speaking in the language> if a person makes a dough of five or more, Kayyavin bechala that dough that's the minimum quantity of dough that you have to be mafrish chala from that you have to separate a small amount and you make a bracha lahafresh chalam and the Isa and you today we burn it, it used to be it went to the kain less than that you don't make a less than that you don't make a bracha you don't you don't have to separate the chala and the hein the subin and we said over there, for, for challah purposes, that uh, you do include, if including the brand, the part that's not as desirable of the wheat, it ends up being five viasin, then you do, uh, you do have to be mafish challah. So why would Shabbos be any different than challah? So the Gemara says there is a difference. When it came to Hilchas challah, since there are people, somebody who's very poor and needs more bread, will use even the coarse parts of the flour that they don't, uh, that, and the coarse parts of the grain to make their flour. So therefore we, you have to be mafresh But When it comes to carrying on Shabbos, this really goes back to what we mentioned earlier, that the achila, something which is not preferred to eat, but is still edible in a, in a catch 22, if, you, if, you're re- in a, if you're really stuck, we do not count as food for carrying on Shabbos. And therefore it's not, there's a difference between Hilchus Afrosh's Challah and Hilchus Shabbos where we do not count the same items. Now I think today, uh, I mean, I don't know what, do they still separate from the wheat and whole this wheat? Is,
1: this is the difference, yes, exactly. This is the difference between whole wheat and white, uh, white flour. Mm-hmm. So the, when you include the brand, that's the uh, that's the whole
0: wheat, and uh, it's considered healthier. Today we consider brand to be healthy different than in times of the Gemara. Um, I guess there's a difference between healthy and what people prefer the taste. Uh, <laughs> the stores will charge you more money for the whole wheat uh, because it's less work to remove the the, the flour. It actually, should be cheaper, right? Because it's less work. You didn't have to remove the sure plus refined. Yeah, but it could be that the, the, it's a different flour. It, it, it's, it's a different recipe. I don't know, but it's also uh, that people have to feel that they're making a sacrifice to eat healthy. So they have to pay a dollar more for the whole wheat baguette so that they can justify, you know, that they're eating. It's, it's, uh, it's the way things work here. Okay. Rabbi So Yehuda said that even though we don't count peels of produce in general towards the uh, uh, maximum amount that one will not be chayev for carrying on Shabbos, that one one will not be held liable. However, there's one type of peel which we do count, which is the softer peel of the lentil. Adashim in pulen, right? This is Gemara, why did he say adashim? He should have said pulen, which are all beans. Why specifically with lentils? uh singled out but time your view diamond chutzmipe pulin by we in fact learned in a braisa that poolin and adashin have the same status like kasha habakadati habat says the gemara. it depends whether they the 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 peel is going to be uh fresh or old my t at how about my time alai if it's already old and the shell does not get soft enough to join together, therefore we don't count it. Uh, People, it looks like there's a fly in your bowl and people usually remove the shells from the beans and therefore you wouldn't consider that the part of the food that you eat. Whereas by lentils, it doesn't look peculiar in your bowl and we can safely leave it on, and therefore it counts towards the share of food that if you carried it out from a private to a public domain on Shabbos, you would not be chayef. Hadron aloch, Godol. we finished the parak of Godol, and we are just about the 50% mark for a the Shabbos. So that's uh, I as well. We're just about, uh, you know, almost there. And Hadron aloch, Klaugadol. Says the Gemara, the new yain. however, I have to warn you, it's a new parak. The topic um, is really a continuation of the last two Mishnayas. We're still talking about carrying out quantities from a, one domain to another. I saw on Shabbos where it applies and where it doesn't apply. Says the Mishnah, says the kois. Uh, so Rashi says, uh, We're all familiar at this point with the fact that in the Gemara's time, the wine had to be diluted. They never, they they used to, they always used to dilute it with water as the Gemara will get into different amounts. And therefore, we, uh, that's what we're of talking about. So a person, uh, you need enough wine that if you were to dilute it with water, let's say, that it would still be, um, it would still be considered drinkable. Says the Gemara, uh, a, a milk in order to be drunk in one, uh, in one sip, one gulp, the Vash honey enough honey um, that they would put on the horses to uh to to soothe over i guess the uh, chaffing to soothe over the chaffing of the horses um, that would be so these are the minimum amounts that you 'd be hired for uh, carrying on on uh on shabbos so uh there's all types of questions was uses uh, you know if you're using it as a medicine but uh chiddush here is that chiddush here is that we're not even talking about to eat it we're talking about a quantity that you would use to ease a pain a sore ha how much shemen how much is the minimum shear of oil the amount that you would use to shmear, to spread on a smallest limb for uh, ointment, that's the amount that you'd be chayav on Shabbos. Mayim, how much water? And what's the quantity of water that you would use for an eye bandage? Um, they used to have this kilar. I don't know if it's a type of a, a salve or something, but it's enough water that it will be used in the treatment. Uh, that's just that you put it on the eye. And the rest of all other uh, measurements is a revius of a log, which is a few ounces. Uh, and whoever, um, whoever Pouring out as well, the amount is the revius. Shimon says revius is, in fact, um, the amount of wastewater is all revius. Shimon argues with the Tanakama. Shimon says, yayin, chala, stop giving me different amounts. All them, the measurement is a revius of yayin. The whole reason why uh, we gave these measurements was only for those who uh, are being matzniah, who are putting them away. um, That if if a regular person carries out anything, the amount is uh, a revius. But if somebody carries it out for a specific purpose, then that person themselves has to abide by the measurements given in the earlier in the Mishnah. This is Rub Shimon, really Lishitasai, I think it's Lishitasai uh, from the Mishnah of two Mishnahis ago, that a person does determine their own outcome and they don't follow follow the flock. They don't get to say, I'm like everybody else. No, you're not like everybody else. Everybody else Who's not using these liquids for uh, this purpose? So they use the amount of a ravis. But the one you are somebody who's specifically saving a drop of oil, a drop of honey for uh, this purpose. So you have a different um, you have a different halacha regarding you. And uh, there, you took yourself out of the cloud. Therefore, you shall be chayev even on a smaller amount. Says the Gemara, beautiful Gemara coming up. Tana, we learned in the Mishnah, Kadei Kais Yafa. How much wine are you chayif carrying on Shabbos? Enough for a Kais Yafa to be to mix it to dilute it with water. Is a Sefta, and how much is the Kais that we talk about? The proverbial cup. It's uh, the amount that's uh, a a good amount, a Kais Yafa. My Kais Yafa. What's considered a kais yafa? What's a beautiful cup? Kais shal bracha, So when you use for benching, so that's uh, that's considered um, a kais yafa. That's considered the uh, adorned cup, and which uh, you say bechsa mazon. Rashi explains that kais shal bracha, If you look in Rashi, four lines in the end on the left-hand margin. You have to treat that cup differently, the cup that you fill of, of wine for that you're going to bench over. In a, a whole procedure to it. You uh, lift it up and you uh, wash it out and you uh, dry it out and you fill it up to the top. So it's not just a regular cup of wine that you could drink, but rather it's referring to enough wine that you would be able to dilute it and fill up the entire cup and it would still, uh, and it would still taste like wine. I think there was uh, many years ago there was one Hefsheh that had a different temperature, the Ya'in Mavushel, than the other Hefshehrim. Mm-hmm and uh, maybe they called it besiosef mvushal or something different. That I remember hearing from one of the masha that they used to say, it's definitely cooked. The question is, is it still wine? Does it still taste like wine? So if you dilute a cup, you could have a kais yayin, you could have a little bit of wine and pour in tons of water. That's not what we're talking about over here. That amount of wine is not considered a dilutable amount of wine. It has to be enough wine that you could dilute it it to the top and it still tastes like one i'm a rabba bavua elsewhere
1: from elsewhere right? though we have a sheer we have a shear for when yain is considered um uh bottle right and we say it's batel that's a that's a din from elsewhere right so but that's that's when it loses it that's when it loses its status as well i don't want to it say b'sheesh b'sheesh
0: because that's I uh, i don't want to say i might contradict what we're about to say um, I'm saying maybe maybe there's a
1: distinction between when it uh is considered maybe there's a different shear for what's a kozy than what is still con- still has yeah. a a shame yain oh, okay yeah i hear that yeah that yeah.
0: sure. that's what uh that's what we're saying over here but the question is why is it a different shear? I thought the reason why it's a different shear is because you have to be able to fill it up all the way and it'll still uh and it'll still taste like wine, whereas the wine that you drink, you don't typically fill the cup till it's overflowing. Why is it six to one versus what we're about to say? That's my question. And also the wine that they're talking about chai, that means it's the super strong wine. It's not the wine that's pre-diluted. Yeah. You think you need maybe a a much less because a, a, a sixth or a fifth or a fourth or a third of that diluted with water will give you a pure coast yafet, so to speak. No. Um, the, 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 yeah. the other consideration so that, here will give you Sid will give you three or four coasts yafet. Uh huh.
1: The, the other consideration here is that um, you've got a uh, you've got some shiurim that are halakha moshih I don't know if the Gemara is going to get into this, right? But some shirom are which we've seen, I, the, 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 the pastures of, of these Mishnahs we've seen in the last uh, over the course of this stuff. They're, they're
0: practical. They seem
1: very practical. They do not sound like they're right. of that oh, same. OK, that,
0: but that, that in fairness, the Gemara is not telling you the source. The Gemara is telling you a way for you to figure out how much we're talking about. Right.
1: But, but I'm just it's giving another reason why we might be mikhalliq between. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, 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 um, so let, let's see what the Gemara actually says about this the measurement and the Kosho Bracha. So the Gemara Reb Nachman, taught us that it has to be enough wine in the cup, a quarter of a Revius. Um, of undiluted wine. As I said, this is really strong stuff. So even a small amount, a quarter of a Revias is maybe three quarters of an ounce. It's not that much, right? Quarter of a Revias is is a very small amount. So that even when you pour in water, the rest of the cup water, it will still have a Revias in it. Kedashium is again a Viamina Revias. So you fill a one ounce Kind of like 1.25 ounces wine and 2.5 ounces water, and you'll, uh, you'll have a sheer revius which would still taste like wine. And so it's a very small amount, it's like a literally like a shot glass. Amarava Afananami Tanita Rava said, We also learned this in the Braisa that the amount of wine to. to the Chayavan is the amount of wine that you need in order to be able to dilute it further. And in fact, the Bryce said explicitly it's the amount of Mazikas Kaysiafa. And the safe of that, Meimur taught us that other uh, liquids and the share of Aravias. And Rabba said, Rabba goes according to his own reasoning. The Amar Rava, from another statement of Rabba, any wine which is not uh, which is diluted more than one third, which is more than three to one, is not considered to be wine. Um, so, so uh, says uh, three to one is the middle, is the maximum amount that you can dilute it. Um, obviously, the Gemara will continue that discussion tomorrow with Abai's opinion.